Uh, hello, friends. Welcome out here to Monday night at the Lake House, Texas Tailgate Mondays. That's right. My name is Dusty Motes. And I'm DJ Dugan. With my good friend, DJ Dugan. Yeah. We've got a great show tonight for you tonight, brought to you by the Lake House. Yep. And Texas Select Beverage Company. Finest non-alcoholic beer, tea, coffee, and all kinds of good stuff. Thank you to Dana Vero for being just an all-around good human being. He is a good human being. Right? He's a good guy, man. And brought to you by smithmusic.com. <laughs> We're so glad to be here. we got a couple of special guests. Before we get started, though, just letting you know, Next week will be our last week before we take us about a four-week hiatus. Oh, my God. Where we get together with DJ and I are just going to hang out, and they're going to just do the four open weeks. mic. It's going to be kind of a nice deal, right? What, what are you going to do without the lake house for four weeks? I don't know, dude. You're, you're going to be up here anyway. It's the grilled chicken salad that I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> they've also got some chili that they've been making for the, uh, oh. for the uh, weekend oh, or for the winter that is just... Absolutely off the chain. You may like the chili, but your significant others may not. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, not we don't have I Sadie Lee to tell us how that's going to go, right? <laughs> Will don't know that story, but he, he needs to go back and listen. Well, anyway, man, we are EMLK Radio, Texas Tailgate Monday, Smith Music Podcast, Texas Tailgate Podcast. Got some great guests. We got Mr. William Wallace with us. Hello, William. How are you doing, Hello. buddy? Pretty good, guys. Good to be here. And we've got Skip Pullig. I think he told me he found his way to the bar. That's, I see him over That's a smart idea. He's, he found the, he's got the best idea. Is he eating something? He's eating, too. Man, he's got his <laughs> mouth full. There's a couple of amazing artists, like I said, here today. Man, well, we didn't even give you a, break, a breakdown. You know, normally they give you a, a production meeting before you get here. Our production meeting was catching up and talking about, hey, what we did this weekend. And then trying to figure out all the ins and outs of what's going on with this this mixer, right? That's right. All trying of a sudden, the gremlins have showed up. We're, we're trying to get on the internet so people can hear us. That's and right. And it's just not cooperating. It's not cooperating at all. But you know, eh, five but, minutes late is not that bad. But, but we're here. We've been later. We've been later. We have been later. As a fact. Yeah, give DJ a little bit of juice over there. Ooh, I need that juice. He needs a little juice. Man, so, <laughs> dude, what we normally do is we talk a little bit on the front end. We do our wonderful introduction. And we start with a song. Yes. And then we talk some more. Then we play another song and we talk some more. Man, really important stuff in the production meeting. I'm down with that. Okay, so, man, you got a song ready for us to start? Sure. Let's get it rocking, Mr. William Wallace. Here we go. What y'all want to hear? Whatever you want. All right. It's your call. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start with some Steve Warner. There you go. That's a good one. He's All one right. of my greatest influences, so. There we go. Love me. I believed every single word you said. And you showed me that you didn't mean it. That you love somebody else instead. I know you got a right to find someone new. And I got a right. Way too. Where did I go wrong? Where did we go right? I know I'd won the battle if I'd known there was a fight. I can't stand the thought of never holding you 
tight Where did I go wrong and he go right There's something all around us Like I never felt before Seen the warning I was barely coming back for more I know you got a right To find someone new And I got a right To feel this way too Where did I go wrong? Where did he go right? I'd want the fact If I'd known there was a fight I can't stand the thought Of never holding you tight Where did I go wrong And he go right Ooh, where I'd want the battle if I'd known there was a fight. I can't stand the thought never holding you tight. Where did I go wrong and he go right? Oh, baby, where did I go wrong? Y'all make some noise for Mr. Will Wallace, man. Oh, like Thank y'all. Hey, like you it. know what? We have us a crowd in here tonight that's listening right. to some live music. And they're receptive. That's what's And they're really receptive. Nice. Man, <laughs> I think it's the goodness of the food that's kind of making everybody happy. Look that's at them. That's right. That's right. Man, so tell us what in the hell you've been doing. Man, I have been working and recording, you know? Mm. Well, you have... You have other specific interests besides actually playing music, which I think are really interesting. We've had a couple guys. That's right. We had Kyle and, and Leaf on with us. We actually had to cancel a show here because they had some plumbing issues, and we wound up going down to the Smith Music. It was, it and was it, very... It was fun. Uh, they're like a bunch of hooligans. They are hooligans. They're frat like boys. a bunch of hooligans, but they're like yeah. frat boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they kind of do the same thing you do. They play and record and got a studio. So tell us a little bit about all that. Yeah, tell us about well, your studio. I, uh, my studio is out in Crowley, Texas. Uh, it's called Bunkhouse Recording Studios. Um, really, I like to go in there, and uh, sometimes I have an idea, and I'll put the idea down real quick, and then I'll go to work the next day, and I'll be thinking about that song all day long, and thinking about ideas, and then rush back in there and do my drum parts, you know? Mm. And then, of course, after that, I'll be throwing my guitar parts in there, so <laughs> it, I start building a song slowly. So it usually takes about a week for me to get a song done. All of it? Yeah, I play all, all of all it. All parts, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's being very cost effective. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't have to play any, pay anybody to play the part. Well, you know, you do all the drums on all this stuff, right? Uh, and the guitar and yeah. the bass for everybody, or just yours? 
for my stuff. I do a lot of stuff for like John Hope and uh, Kyle Bennett. I did some okay. of his stuff. Uh, I play guitar on some some of the stuff as well. Um, we typically hire out bass players for the bands that come in there, but for my stuff, I play the bass. Okay. Well, you do to your new single, so you've got this. You've heard it. That there we were. Yep. It's not country at all, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like yacht rocky. It is yacht rocky. Yeah, not in a pejorative way. Well, but but you know. but you know what's funny? So let's let's not even go. One thing I've figured out with DJ and I, when we when we plug it into this box, but we like every box. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the thing. Yacht rocky's cool, dude. Yacht rock was shit going on back in the day. Uh, you know, I had this discussion with a uh, with an artist. Uh, um, that early George Strait and uh, 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 Keith Whitley was very yacht rockish as well. Dude, My, describe that. That's interesting. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> when you're listening to that kind of that, that first Keith Whitley's. They were both produced by the same uh, producer. Okay. Uh, um, and the first uh, George Strait stuff, and it, it's got that uh, Kenny Loggins type, you know, Keith uh, uh, Michael McDonald. Type. Got the, yeah. the production wise, production some, wise, got you some know? soul in it. it, and and it's not, yeah, it's not a. So I've mm, never thought kind of, of stra- crossover, straight crossover. country as yacht rock, but it's kind of interesting. <laughs> that that mid '80s stuff. Well, it, very, it, it's it's the reverb and all the, yeah. you know, like like what is it? If you think if you're thinking too. you want a stranger, Marina Del Rey. Yeah. Dude, now that you mention that, that does <laughs> it does it. it, it, it yeah. There's a crossover there. Dude, and what During a great song! Period. I do Marine Del Rey live in our full band shows every night. That's excellent. Isn't that and awesome. You, and you know, John Mayer is one of my. Dude, oh, well, so I was about to go. tell you that new album of his, dude. Oh, it's that Saw Rock, Rock? dude. Yeah. I love it, bro. It's I went a, Simon concert. It, I, it's such a guilty pleasure of mine. Well, between that and Taylor Swift, well, I don't know which one. Y'all are both guitar players, so that's you no. Know, if you we're going to sit here and talk, y'all are going to bring up John Mayer at some point, right? Did she just ask about Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's funny is so like your song. It was funny when you sent it to us. This new single that's out. We were on a trip, and I don't. I think Cleet was with me. Yeah, y'all was, were out of state. Yeah, it, it, it was Cleet, Mariah, and myself. And I was like, dude, I hadn't heard it. And I plugged it in. Everybody goes, hmm, weird. That's cool. <laughs> and it's different. I, and we're like, should we release it to country radio? And like, Hell well, yeah, we should. It's some good Texas country. It is, well, it is Texas country. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my favorite part about the whole deal is, is, again, every time we talk about that, Man, I'm not red dirt. What yeah. is the Nate Burnham, the Nate Burnham yeah. video? Every time we talk about Appalachian, is this Texas country? Oh, coal miner country. We're coal mining up here, and he's got the big fluffy bit. You, I don't, you, I'm sorry. The reference is, is that man? Their red dirt fights with Texas country. Texas country farts fights with uh, farts. Uh, farts <laughs> <laughs> fights with uh, fights with uh, uh, Appalachia, yeah. and and nobody knows what it is. And you know, you, you yours fits right in the middle. Oh man, I'm not Texas country. Man, now don't you associate me with red dirt? Yeah. You know, it's dude. Like, it's, it has to has a has, has to have a label. Yeah. You know, it's well, like just can't be good music. Well, so. you know, we talked about this like this dude that come in and crashed the party last week. Yeah, dude. At the end of the day, back in the early two thousands, you remember you were playing Billy Bob's and all those places yep. when when cross Canadian ragweed. You and I kind of have a similar history. Man, there was no boxes. No. That's what made it so cool. But now the and I say this every time the vultures have swooped in. Yeah, there's an industry, and it's homogenized the yeah. whole deal. And what really made Texas country what it is is now, but it's also given opportunity for your "There We Were" song. Yeah, yeah, you know, because because you got all these crossed influences, and but but again, you still got all these jackasses trying to put it into a box. 
I was scared to release it, actually. Really? Well, you should yeah. have been. Oh, tell I, us uh, about that. Why? I, uh, I called Dusty, uh, and I was like, man, I'm, I don't know if I need to release this song or not. <laughs> He's like, well, why not, dude? I was like, you're going to have to hear it. So I sent it to him, and he called me back. He's like, dude, why don't you want to release it? I was like, dude, it's, it's not country. <laughs> it doesn't sound country to me. And he's like, well, Will, what is country? <laughs> I was like, he's right. Well, yeah. he's got a point. Well, yeah. So, they, so this is, and this is why I love the show, because we actually get to talk about it, right? Um, Whether you like it or not, we're going to talk about if it's country or not. Well, right. but, but, but the funny part about it, it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't Because matter. we've got so much, you know, we, we, DJ and I always get in this conversation about Cove. There's a story for him. But <laughs> Cove's not country. Half the stuff that's coming that's out is not home. country. Yeah. It's not country. But, right. man, they not box it in there with it. But the ranch place. Giovanni oh, and the hired guns. Yeah, it's not country. Yeah. But there's a place for it. Yeah, that's right. And, man, and I, there's a lot of people that like it. Well, And, and I don't <laughs> yep. have to like something to respect right. it. Right. We don't have exactly. to like something to respect it. I hate the system in the boxes. I don't respect the system in the boxes because I think a lot of times it keeps artists from being heard. But just like we've been talking about with Spotify, with well, all the radio stations and all the people getting involved in that and now owning it, they have put the gatekeeping system back up. It, it helps, though. It helps, though, to sell music for somebody who's selling music. Because if you've ever gone into a record store where everything is alphabetized instead of in categories genres it is really frustrating yeah. <laughs> see i've never can, thought but i've never thought that. but yeah. i've never thought about it that way yeah. that's a, and, that, and, and, yeah. and this is the funny all the guys and there is a place like we talk about releasing music with intention you and i may have had this conversation have directly writing something that you know doesn't fit but you know what i'm going to release it because i know it checks those boxes it's a good song it doesn't it doesn't compromise the integrity of the artist that i am mm-hmm. i don't have dude i still get to be me and then, like what we were talking about, the stuff that I'm doing, get to collaborate with all these people that aren't technically even close to the kind of music. And you think about how you merge together with that, you come up with stuff that's really freaking cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, I've, you know, I've got more music that I've been sitting on that I'm like, I shouldn't release this because it's not this, you know. Uh, and you know I'm about to be sending it to you. Right? <laughs> well, the so. funny part about and and and... and there's a str- and this is the thing you know we don't we don't really talk about some of my side hustles wink wink but at the end of the day there's a strategy for every style of music that you have to yeah. release you have to really but the hardest part is artists and, and DJ and I getting out I, of their way look at and also looking at us and saying okay man where does this actually fit and where does it go and finding the place that you slide it in. And, and get the most traction, and we're not always right. But at least we're fo- but at least we're focused yeah. on trying to find a spot where we feel like it's going to get the most traction. That's right. right. Yeah. So, man, I'm kind of excited for you to play some of those songs that don't necessarily fit in those box. That's what yeah. I'm kind of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Segway into. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect yeah, segue into <laughs> one of those obscure. Well, I I can do my new single. I don't, I don't even have any of my old stuff worked up right now. But well, play some of it. Let's go. Yeah. Y'all are playing along, it's Capo 7. <laughs> All I ever wanted was a good girl to walk right in and change my world. Thank you. 
You know it is beachy. You know that's yacht rocky. It is well. You know, I was telling. Thank you guys. Great job. Thank, thank you, you for clapping. Um, that that song in particular. I was just telling DJ. It reminds me. It's real floaty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the very first time. I, yeah. You're just kind of like. like driving down the well, road. I kind of mentioned a kind of good stone trip. Eh, <laughs> big smile on my face. About would, to eat a ding dong. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> None of us. Well, you know what I mean. You just kind of. It reminds me of like some of those videos where. You know, it's like, hey, it, yeah. but yeah. to me, it's like just a smiley, happy song. Yeah. Living in the clouds. So, yeah, living in the, that's the great way, living in the clouds. <laughs> well, I wrote it about the moment that I met my wife yeah, at you Orion's told me that. Steakhouse. At Orion's? Yeah. At Orion's. So, and, you know, that was high fluting back in the day. Yeah, and I was nine. I was nine when I met her. Wow. So I wrote that song about a moment and never changed time, you know? Oh, man, I, I like that because... You say that you were nine. It's, it's got an innocence to it. 
It does. Yeah, yeah. and I can feel that come come through that. What's what, what were you listening to when you were growing up, man? It's like what 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 gets you to that point where that you're you're making that noise coming well, out of your. All right, <laughs> so three huge influences: uh, Ronnie Millsap. Oh, all oh, right. Ronnie Millsap's great. Mm. All right, then you got Vince Gill. Yeah. And then Steve Warner. Oh. See, okay. and the parallels of that music is just so similar. Yeah. And very then, melodic, really cool. Man, mm-hmm. you know, none of it was none of the wrist-slitting, clip-diving no, music, no. but there were some sad songs, yeah. and then there were some fun songs. Like yeah. Prisoner of the Highway is my, one of my absolute mo- fa- most favorite songs. I like it when Ronnie does it. I like it when Mark Wilds does it. You mentioned Vince Gill. Uh, dude, oh, yeah. it doesn't get no better. Man, I was listening no. to Pure Prairie League the other day. Dude. And hell, now you can glump him in the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the Eagles even play some of his songs live. No way. Yeah, I've seen them twice with him, and they were doing some of his stuff. Was uh, Milo That's cool, Deering man. playing with him? That's a huge them? compliment to Ben Skill. <laughs> was Milo playing with him when you saw him? No. No? Okay. No. Yeah, he was playing uh, Steel there for a second. Well, he did it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you to know, be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Is he doing work with you? Have you been able to connect yeah. with him? Yeah, he's doing work. Uh, we did some stuff on. Does John he do Hope's it from album. his house? He does. Yeah. yeah he just does he's it from where cool. he's at. Totally worth it. Well, he'll show. You know, he's doing all my stuff at Rosewood, and he'll show up over there. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess they just like hanging out. You know, you know they, he's got Charlie Pride's old studio. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. It, really that's his studio. Is uh, man, yeah. I've, I haven't gotten over there. I did a session with him at SG Studios with yep. an artist, yep. and he played a, um, a accompaniment with him, and and he was like, "Yeah, we need to get you out there and do some live sessions out there," and just haven't done it yet, you know. Dude, you know he is one. such a, uh, you know, I don't know him really, really well. I've only met him a couple times, but he is just a wealth of history, experience, oh, yeah. and knowledge. Yeah, he could play so many different instruments. Yeah, man, just, like well. Dude, funny story that a single I got coming out, and this is really, really hilarious, and I don't like to talk about it, but it was funny. It was a piano part. There's one part that has a piano ride that was supposed to be a piano ride. And the story goes, I wasn't there. Drew had him doing some recording, and he goes, man, turn that piano off. (laughs) (laughs) He turns it off, and he just blasts off like a rocket, dude. Cuts it in one take, the steel ride. And it's smoking, dude. Mm. And we're just like, I remember looking Mm. at him, he goes, hey, dude. I know you want a piano here, but dude, Milo told me he wanted to do this. I love it. And I'm like, okay, bro. Oh my One god, whatever Milo wants. Well, and, and you know, well, you know, we. What I like about him is, man, the stuff he's doing with his daughter is so yep. hip. I love that. And then he's able to cross over. The, you know, like I said, I'm doing all that in the '90s. Well, you know the single. Yep. That's Milo. All yep. that night, he does all that really well, and they just, it's just killer, man. Yeah. Mm. Do you play a piano? Very, very little. <laughs> you throw Bronny's milk. You play there, I was at wondering. it. Yeah, I can. I can play a part if yeah. I sit there and work on it. You know. You're like me. I had to play by. Remember when I played by necessity? Yeah, yeah. I'd learn the frilly intros, and I'd be holding acoustic, and then I'd go right to acoustic. Man, that's a lot of work. Well, bro, when you're trying to make money and save money, he knows all about the yeah, tune. If you can feel yeah. play some parts, and I'm playing some organ, I'll play some Ooh, organ. You know? uh, man, I. Have, have you ever seen Shovels and Rope play? Shovels and Rope? No. They're a great uh, Americana band, duo, husband and wife team. And uh, the, when you go and see them, it's a semicircle of guitars, just a bunch of different guitars and um, a, a drum set, a very small jazzy Animal. drum set, and then an octave piano. 
just an octave, just where you can play with one piano at one hand, and and they switch out, but they yeah, both sing so cool, together, man. and it's just killer. Uh, to me, like that. that is just so cool. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, if you ever get a chance, go and check them out on David Letterman uh, on YouTube. Them playing, that's one of the best I like, I've I ever like seen. Jimmy Fortune. I've done them with the Fortune. Isaacs. It's cool. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Ooh. That is so good when they do that. See, I actually know that's killer, man. <laughs> well, you, you know, and that's the funny part. You know, I, I laugh because, and I'm, I'm brutally honest, those are artists I could only aspire to be. Yeah. They're so cool <laughs> and so different, you know, and, 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 and unformulated, yeah. right? They're so loose. And I mean this, I don't mean loose. They're just so loose and, and free is mm. probably a better Comfortable. word. Yeah, man, they get to do whatever the hell they want. Dude, that's why I love Band of Heathens. They just oh, get yeah. up and do their thing, dude. I remember the first time a I ever played with them. Well, I remember the first time I ever played with them. I was just floored. And they're like they're like a sober version of the Grateful Dead. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's a great and, way and to put and it. What was funny was with more show consistency. Yeah. Grateful Dead would get stoned 15 days in a row and catch lightning in a bottle one show. <laughs> you know, those guys catch lightning in the bottle every night. Yeah. You, you know, so, yep. so dude... Tell us, it's funny we're talking about all that kind of stuff and all the free music. Of course, here's the segue, right? Not to a song, to a conversation. What inspires you? You know, I know you don't have any of your songs worked out. One of my favorite, and I mean this affectionately, a cheesy, hooky song that's released was South Bosky River. Oh, yeah. I got catfish on the truck. I caught myself singing it all the time. <laughs> Even when it's not on, I'm singing it. I know what inspired that. It's your family going on family reunions. We've talked about it. But so, so when you think about songs, you, the, the one song that you had there was um, inspired by a moment with your wife and how it's evolved. What are the type of things that inspire you to write your material? You know, because I, I, I kind of catch a little, it's funny with your songs, I kind of catch Personal family, life. wife, it's, 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 it's stuff that you love, yeah. right? It, yeah. Uh, most of the songs I write are about me or things that have happened to me or moments, you know. Uh, there is one song that I wrote that has nothing to do with me, <laughs> and it was a hook that West of Nowhere came up with. We were driving to Denver to play uh, Grizzly Rose, mm. and uh, we came up with Next Takes a Wife. We need to write around that, and we never did it. <laughs> you know, we never could get together as a band and write it, so... I was like, man, I need, to, I need to write that song. So I wrote that song. That's a fun song. That's the only song that is not about me. You know, I, do you ever catch So I write a lot. I was telling DJ and I had a show last week where we were talking about stuff that's coming out on a new album. And one of the things that I realized, I can visualize, and I'm thinking that I'm writing about somebody else, and then after I really get to know the song, I'm legitimately talking about myself yeah and I'm, I'm maybe it's because i don't want to address those feelings <laughs> i think that happens more than yeah you know what i mean do you ever go through that yeah I, definitely and sometimes it's easier to put it in a song than actually talk about it well like, for me i had a song that i wrote that was supposedly about somebody else right and then as the more i played i'm like dude it started just punching me in the face man in the gut yeah. And I'm like, dude, it was really literally about me. I'd been in that situation in a moment, but it's just, I like to be able to wear my mask. Oh my God, it's funny you say that, because I just wrote a song about that. Called The Mask? It's called Masking. 
Ooh. Do you have it ready? I, I don't. It's almost finished. Oh my gosh! But you know, you know what it's about. It's about a, rec- a recent event in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, dude, that, that man, great inspiration, right? And yeah. the the hardest part is that we, you know, when it comes to writing, you can find influences on. What I really like is, you know, I've been writing with other people that DJs introduced me to, and so their experiences, things they're writing by. I, being able to identify that started with Lake and it easy and we worked with Brad Russell you and I need to do this too you don't have to sit in front of each other to write you just start right. shooting shit back and forth text message right? right we've been doing that a lot and dude how many, I think we've got three or four songs yeah I've got two songs that I'm cutting that were that were sent back and forth yeah. via text message yeah that's how it happens now and I've got a song right now that's halfway finished and I'm I'm stuck. <laughs> See, and that's the best time to send it to somebody. Send it to somebody, and, and then you, and then they, they send you. The yeah. Well, you know, the cool part about it is, we are so stubborn in person. We don't want to. We're send not. It out. We're not open to anybody's stuff. So when they send it to you, you're like, oh wow, that's good. And the kind of the thing that we have is. Okay, I may not use everything you send, but I'll tell you right now, it gets me out of the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's times I throw everything I've done completely out the window. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is great. You jingle my bells was written that way. No. Mm, yeah, that, that's fun. <laughs> and I'm a big, I'm a big person for the music behind the words. You know, I've I've uh, argued with people about it. I'm like, you don't understand. You know, music really captivates. But so and the, so the lyrics. Well, here's so the lyrics. So here's the thing. So tell me that that's funny that you say that. Everybody's different. Yeah, that's right. How many people? Here's what's hilarious. Have you ever been sitting there when you were man? Did you hear that guitar part? And they go, what guitar part? That's right. What are you talking about? And but then man, did you hear that lyric? What are you talking about? It yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I just heard that telly twanging behind there. Or it's like they're like, oh, lyrics are everything. I was like, oh, okay. What does Pearl Jam say? <laughs> yeah. And they're like... <laughs> Man, and hey, if they understand that, I want to take what they're taking. I mean, they know it because they read the lyrics. <laughs> well, I, dude, if you ever understand that without reading the lyrics, I want to take whatever it is you're taking, and I want to fly around to the spaceship you've been in for about three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and there's a lot of music that has no lyrics. You know, it's you don't hear many songs without music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not very popular. So I'm very <laughs> into the music part of it, and I'm weak on my vocal on so, my lyrics. So let me ask you this: What comes first, the music or the lyrics? A lot of times, for me, is the music. And so, I know that's actually really cool. That's the musician in you. Like, but uh, what I see too is I'll write, uh, have a song. We were talking about. A chick named Kristen Foreman. I actually connected with her. That song that I was telling you, Crown and Coke. Yeah. Wonder when she comes in town to come to our radio show because she's got some killer '90s sounding country songs. But I heard something that inspired me. Right. Well, I wrote this song. Well, dude. Then I get to listen to it and I talk to Brad Russell. Well, then we clever. Well, this would man. Let's change the feel in the chorus. Well, next thing you know, it becomes this neo modern. Midland Mike and the Moon Pies Gary Stewart sounding country song and it was not that at all. Yeah. But yeah. it works because the courting the the the, har, uh, the melody music. melody yeah. fits over the ver- a change in the music. Yeah. And so do you ever find yourself adapting like I was talking to Carrie and them I said man I'm going to send you some roughs but they'll probably change by the time we get there. Yeah. <laughs> that last song it was really different. Uh, for me, because I did not write the music till after I had all the lyrics finished. Oh. I literally wrote the lyrics in 15 minutes, driving from one of my vendors 
to my shop, to my welding shop. I actually like songs like that. I did that once with another song that's on this that I wrote the lyrics and I could hear the chords in my head. Yeah, I knew. And then I I get and then I get home and I play it and and Mariah's looking at me and go, "I wrote it in ten minutes, but it was just some little stupid song. That's honestly, it's an idea about, you know." It's something that sticks, and if it's meaningful, I think you can do that. Yeah, I'm curious to see. We'll ask Skip some of the same questions and see how his ideas, because everybody's ideas are a little different. different. Well, that's a cool thing about this show. We kind of get insight on how everybody does it, and for anybody that like you getting stuck, it might help you get stuck hearing me or me hearing you um, collectively. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, what new things you got going on? And let's play a few things that you may not have worked up play some things that I haven't worked up that you you have worked up that aren't the shit that you've released to radio oh man we're going to and and, okay how about this do you know can you play the first song you ever wrote I can let's do it oh he had to change the tuning on that gotta drop that bass (laughs) so we talk a lot about evolution so we had race Ricketts on the show and races come out of nowhere and I say out of nowhere we pretend like this talent has just climbed out from underneath a rock and he magically wrote this great song called 940 that everybody's pushing. Well, we, I've known Race for about a year and then he comes on the show and he plays the first song he ever wrote and we just went, <laughs> dude, amazing. So we have found that multiple times artists play the first song and it's like, Jesus, dude, you just got it, you know? It's How do you feel about this and what's this called? It's called Country Living. Uh, is that the first song you ever wrote? The one John Hope released? Wasn't that a top 50 single or top yeah, 75 it was. single? <laughs> Let's do it, dude. I'll do it a little different, though. It's hard to tell that all this land was sticking tall. I love that country living now. How about y'all? It's a shame to live my life like this. I'm starting to forget. It's the simple things in life that I miss. It's that country living, chicken picking, homegrown loving style. That tractor riding, backroad driving stuck with me a while. This city living starting to run my style. That city living starting to run my style. I've beat up truck Just stitching for some mud Let's take this horse off the road And we'll have a little fun And we'll kick off and drink some beer It's time us country boys Show these city folks What it's like to have country toys It's that country living Chicken picking Homegrown loving style that tractor riding, back road driving stuck with me a while. 
This city living starting to run my style. This city living starting to run my style. But that country living, chicken picking, homegrown loving style. That tractor riding, back road driving stuck with me a while. This city living starting to run my style. That city living starting to run my style. Like that, it, it sounds the same, kind of close. It's, close. It's, it's a little bit more country on the. <laughs> it's because you're using that thumb and them fingers. Yeah, that's that's right. So slapping it up against the neck. Yeah, but I wrote that about living in Saginaw. You know, I had this little <laughs> spot in Saginaw, and I was so used to living out in the country, and I was just like, I want to get out in the country so bad. Well, you know, the country's only like ten minutes away from Saginaw. Yeah, I know. Right. We're but actually five minutes from the country here. That's right. That's I, well, I grew up in Crowley, so yeah. all my family was in Crowley, so I moved back there. Bought a place right next to my my parents. My sister owns a place right next to them. My wife's parents lives the, has the place right across from us, so we have like a little commune down there. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's the way it should commune. work, right? <laughs> you were about to say something when he got done. What were you going to say? Yeah, uh, so um, I've heard um, uh, John's version. Um, and just sitting here listening to that reminded me that uh, uh, Zach Bryan made a very controversial uh, uh, tweet the other day about how the songwriter, their version of a song can never be the one that got famous or whatever, whatever cover. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, it's evolution of a song. I mean, you, you take something that has been recorded once or even just acoustic recording and there's always something you can make better about it, right? So they take it and try to make it better, and usually they do, you know. <laughs> I think John's version was good. It was a little more rocky than yeah. my version. Um, like I mentioned earlier. But Wesley, you produced it and arranged it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the got his hand like in that. the cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. He still got the cookie. Oh, but, you know, still so, got the cookie. So, tell, so that was interesting. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it was a tweet, and he... People were blowing him up about it. And they were throwing out all the, you know, George Strait and talking to. He said the the recorded version is never going to be as good as the songwriting. As version? the as the songwriter's version, dude. I can tell you right now, Jason Isabel Morgan Wallen <laughs> covered me up five thousand times better. You think so? One hundred five thousand. It's the more better produced. The the quality of musicianship is better. The vocals are better. The song is more heartfelt with Jason. But, dude, just overall, that Morgan Wallen's version, and you can ask people that are diehard Jason Isbell, they'll say the same thing. Mm. Jason has a cry in his voice that's unmistakable. It, it's it's kind of like, dude, it's kind of like, man, I've heard somebody sing a Willie Nelson song, not like Willie Nelson, and sing the dog out of it, but it's not Willie Nelson. Yeah. And it's and vocally, uh, you know, Willie would, may not have great pitch or whatever that looks or like. timing. And timing or whatever that looks like. But, <laughs> but, at, the end of the day, but at the end of the day... You know, that's somebody, and he does that on purpose. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, but, but it's, it, it's just not musically, 
If you look at the rules of music, it doesn't fit in key or timing or, and so when I listen to that Morgan Wallen version, dude, it's it's unmistakable commercially. You know, we go, and this this is where this point comes from, at least in my mind. People say that because man, dude, no, it's never going to be better than the original. Well, man, if the one that was redone has. 17.5 million more people that listen to it or are willing to listen to it than the other scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That'd be like, that's like me saying, man, you know what? The, the, the 90s Cowboys, there's no way they're as good as the 70s. The reality is they'll never play, but I can tell you, man, they outweighed, the offensive linemen outweighed them by 50 pounds. They were 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 seconds faster. They bench pressed 225 pounds 17 more times. They would, the 90s Cowboys would whip the dog shit out of the 70s Cowboys. Oh, yeah. The speed, size, there's just no comparison. Like now, you, now, like now, now evolution. Here, they were down there on the, on the field smoking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, but here's the thing. Like, remember the movie Hoosiers? Yeah. That one game, that 70s Cowboys would beat the, the 90s. Yeah. Right? The Hoosiers caught lightning in the bottle. But one out of 20 times is all that would happen. Yeah. I've been listening to some uh, Steve Young, and he, did, he, he wrote Seven Bridges Road, and you can't beat that Eagles version. Oh, uh, bro. And, 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 and Timothy B. Schmidt and all those guys on it. Oh, yeah. Vocally, the talent. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the Jackson Brown version of Take It Easy is really good. Oh, yeah. But it's not the same as the Eagles. No. You no, know, and, and, and Jackson's is the, one of he, the original songwriters. And he is amazing on his own. Do you have a version of uh, that song? That no, no, I don't. you need to. You need one. You need we one. need to, so we can have these conversations. You need to make it. Which song? Which song? Country living. Country living. And you need to make oh, it. Yeah, I have a version of it. Have yeah. you released it? No, I have not. You need well, and yeah, it needs we need to be to di- and make it different. Yeah, and, and you know, the, when I recorded it back then, I didn't quite have the equipment that oh. I have now. So I think you should just bust out, bust out a ska reggae version of that, and I'd be really happy. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> gotta have the horns. <laughs> I think if I re-recorded it, it would be better than the first version that I did. I think so too. So, and I think now, but here's what's hilarious: the part of the reason why too is is when you hear the first version. I do this with my songs. I second guess stuff all the time. I know you probably do this too. You can go back and go, man, I should have done this. Yep. I sh- and you make mental notes, and so if, that's why a lot of times. The second versions, even by classic artists, musically are better. Yeah. Now, they never capture the reminiscence of the original version. Right. But T. Graham Brown's a perfect example. I've heard a, a re-recorded album with him at an older age. Musically, dude, it's got some cool stuff. It's hard to, it's hard to really whoop Don't Go to Strangers because that's a good song. <laughs> but, dude, all these punches that they put in just really made it different. But... You know, it's all a, it's all a, a, music is such a thing of taste. Yeah. And at the end of the day, some, there's going to be a million people that won't like one guy. And we see this, in t- again, we're back to Texas country where people go, man. And we're, we're seeing it right now with Parker McCollum. Yeah. The dude, he's now big time. Nobody here listens to him anymore. Yeah. But let me tell you something. His chart, his song Handle on You is number 60 on the Texas chart. But nationally, it's like number 10. Yeah, and, he, and 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 we have a real problem with success here. Yeah. I don't know whether it's success or whether we're just we're snooty about 
man, we, we got to be different. We're bigger and better. And at the end of the day, man, an artist is about evolution and take oh, and making money. There's some oh, no, beauty that's, to that. That's Nashville. Yeah, there's some beauty to that because I've noticed that when I go out of state, there's some bands that we listen to all the time. And, and they're nothing. Well, yeah, but uh, a song might be huge here. But we go out st- out of the state. They're Dude. known for a different song, hey. and I'm like, I, I don't know those songs. <laughs> but and I'm, I'm not going to name. Outside. I'm not going to name names. But I can go to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Mont- all those areas, Oregon, and I can command the same rate that a lot of guys are beating me twenty thousand dollars here. Oh yeah, I can get the same amount of money. Yeah. But that's but that but we've got this old po- this pocket here, right? Yeah. And so it's 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 a weird deal. Yep. And, and we, you know we're bigger and better. You go to Montana, you don't know who that is. Now it's starting to evolve. You're starting to see stations, but the reason why is because some of the stations, like when I go to those other stations up in those areas, man, they're grasping on. But they're only playing three or four of those Texas artists. I've got an Idaho called Cat Country. That man will go and I see that guy every time I'm there. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing one of my tunes because we've been friends with him. Yeah. He plays cleats because we visit him every time. That really does make a difference. Yeah. But there's only four or five songs off the Texas charts, and he reports to the Texas charts. I love it. That and he's actually playing. You know, is some of that needing to catch up with the streaming services? Wouldn't you think? Because this it, it's out there, and they're they have so much competition. And even if you have one, the one station well, in that area, don't get out. Well, and I'll, I'll mention Texas. I'll mention yeah. this, and this is an artist familiar with DJ because DJ used to distribute him. You know, you talk about like Tanner Ushery. Yeah, we we saw a show with him just a few miles from here, and he sold sixty five tickets. Sold up, but he sold out the I don't know if it's a meal barn, but dude, in those little areas, he's not doing it. But up in Idaho, he's killing it. But that that's Yellowstone, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of this marketing that's going on. You know, they're. I'm really curious to see. I know Highway 30, the guy from Highway 30, he's doing a all-female day with Lainey Wilson as the headliner. Hmm. You know, and and the funny part about it was that I was just reading an article about Carly Pierce, the reigning female vocalist of the year, in the first opening slot for the a whole bunch of other artists, and she's the reigning female vocalist of the year. You know, again, it is it's really skewed. You know, awards and accolades and, and what we think is here, that kind of goes, it really, I don't know how much that actually truly means. Mm. It really means who's listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's people listening. <laughs> but here's, here's, what's, here's what's crazy. There's people listening to all kinds of people. There's people listening to me, listening to Will. Yep. How, you, you see. I you do. See, you see I the do. demographics. And so the blessing is, is that, man, man, if everybody liked cheeseburgers, only cheeseburgers. Oh. Every restaurant would serve only cheeseburgers. We wouldn't have Tex-Mex at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I know? like that analogy. That's such a good. <laughs> food is a good example. Well, and, and we have a friend yeah. of ours that says, "Man, if everybody's famous, ain't nobody famous." Mike was. Yeah, everybody's famous. What does it matter if everybody was making money? Nobody'd be rich. Everybody, be, you know what I'm saying? It, it, there'd be no eco class if everybody was rich. Nobody'd be rich. That's right. You know, so yeah. it's, the, the logic is. Well, so famous. where do you feel like, and this is kind of a methodical question, where do you feel like you fit in? in, in, in and I know I'm not trying to pigeonhole you, but I think no, it's all right. we're trying to find a vision of where you think your music is. To be honest, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I just play music. And there's nothing and wrong with it. that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I love it. And, I, and when I go in to make music in the studio, I'm not thinking about... 
oh, is this going to fit on 95.9? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking what my feelings are and emotions about the music that I'm making and the lyrics that I'm putting together, that's all I care about. You know, and whatever song comes out, I have all different types of songs. You know, I have rock songs. Mm-hmm. I have country songs. I have, you know, There We Were, which is, I don't know, pop, country. Mm-hmm. But, but dude, ish, ish. so, I, and this is, and what I really love that because there's, and I don't think innocence is the right word. There is a carefree that's there because, man, when you really dive in and you're doing this straight up for a living, you start looking for ways to, to capitalize. Right. Right. Every DJ and I have conversations all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do make music that I like, right? But I also make try to record the stuff that I've written right. that I think would appeal, right? You know, and it's because we're trying to accomplish something. I love the fact when I do miss the days. You know, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I I enjoyed when I was like, you know. I'm just going to release this single just because I want to. Yeah. And then, of course, the obsessive, compulsive, anal, retentive yeah. guy goes, oh, success. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And some people just don't look at it like that, you know? Well, you know, I'm honestly honest. I'm just doing this because I love it. It's amazing. And I don't have to make a whole lot of money doing it. You know, I have my welding business. I have my studio. So honestly, if I can just get out there and play music and have fun doing it with my friends, that's what See, I dude, care what about. A blessing. That's all I care about. See, that's amazing. See, I like that. Yeah. I wish I could do that. When you own your own studio too, it's. Uh, well, dude, I don't. I don't have the capability to not to just do that. I just, it's, and some people don't. I'm so fucking analytical. Yeah. I want to buy. I want to. I want to. It's like like. I like a commission report, right? I want to see all the accounts I sold. Yeah. Some people are just wired weird, right? And I don't think that's weird. But I also know this. I've really caught myself creatively. And this is the thing. I wish I had, you know, for you, I'm just, I think it's amazing that you have that creative freedom, you know? And I think the farther I get along down this trail with all these box checkers and all these people that say, stay in your lane, I think the more this is going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? That, he's, that came out a while back. Well, he start, I can tell you, he's starting to see it. The stuff that we're writing, I'm just starting to write and play, and, and I'm still going to do those. you got to have a summer song. you got to have a Christmas song. Yeah. But, man, yeah. there's going to be some filler stuff in there that I'm doing this. And I like it when you do that. I don't. I don't. I want to pretend that I don't, and no one even sees what I'm doing. But they know by the laugh what that means. Yeah. But think about it. You're able to do this. Yeah, kinda. I, I hate saying it that way, but you're right. I call that I, the I'm West Texas. I'm just making what I what I make. And, and, and that's it. Again, well, and so the, here's a cool part with our relationship. We work together. Hey, man, I think this is the expectation. You know what? Let's throw it out there. Yeah. And, and we always wind up surprised when we do it Like that I way. said, I wasn't even going to release it. Well, bro, the, <laughs> the funny part is, is like Europe and all those other things. Australia picked you up. Yeah. France picked you up. That's like pretty they, cool. They, when we've been shooting them out. It, and that's, to me, that's cooler than, because you're like, dude, somebody in Australia likes my songs. You know what I thought was really cool? My first radio ad was in Scotland. Whoa. <laughs> first ever radio that's ad was in Scotland. That's because of William Wallace. I know. Do you fight for your blood, mate? Oh, it's just because of my name. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You take what you can get. That's right. 
And my dad goes, well, son, use it. And I'm like, okay, I will. But, dude, the, but, but you know the beauty of what, like what we're doing now? This little conversation is going to be recorded, going to be put on Texas Tailgate. And when you look at that, you can actually look at the stats where you're tagged and you can see all the places that actually listened. Yeah. Where they're from, what they're doing. Man, this one's from Podunk, Illinois. Well, who the <laughs> hell's in Podunk, Illinois? But you got one person that's checking you out. That's cool. The, and then like, you know, 20 years ago when you and I were doing this, and we were going to release in those actual CDs with hard case. Yeah, yeah we never dreamed that you could chart, that you could put on, you could put music out in other countries. Look at how different it is. Yeah, those days charged me to be where I'm at now and have a recording studio because I, I, uh, I remember we paid like forty grand for Weston Owers CD. Dang. It was ridiculous. That's uh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, and, uh, at the, and not, was not that too out of uh, out of the world right now? But I, 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 what I love is uh, if we go back further, how much money they had to spend on tape because oh, tape goodness. was physical and they had to record it on that medium. Back in the seventies, so expensive. And, yeah, and you did it. You stood in a room and you did it. Yeah, like maybe two or three times, and that's all you could afford. Well, you know, and, and but they marked everything. It's like hospitals and insurance. They marked everything up like six times. Yeah. Oh, you used the toilet paper. That's seventy three dollars. Yeah. That tape was like eighty bucks, but they paid a dollar for it. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it's yeah. like hospital insurance. You're like, damn you. That's probably been the coolest change. Is because we can afford it. You know, we yeah, talk about what digital. it costs. Cost a couple grand to do a single in your studio. Mm. That's really reasonable. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. And, and I think you told me it was seventeen to twenty five hundred, depending no, on what you do. It's doing. like twelve hundred bucks. Something like that. Oh, okay. Unless you do something special. Unless you do over like 20 hours. Yeah. Right. Hardly ever do we do that. Yeah. So that's, re that's really, re and you heard the quality is amazing. Yeah. And you, one thing I'll say, from the start to where you're at now, it's changed 9,000%. That's because I don't think I don't think it's equipment. I think it's ears. Yeah, you talk about equipment. I think, I think it's experience. I think it's like, it's, dude, it's like your welding business. When you first started welding, it wasn't the same. Yeah. I would, I would say that the gear is about 20% of a studio. It's kind of like I, diet. It's 80-20. Yeah. I feel that I got to a, a plateau with my equipment. Mm. And I was like, I knew I needed more equipment, better equipment. And I, I dropped the house in gear <laughs> in my studio. And that, you're hearing that difference. I mean, I literally I love could it. buy a house with what I put in my studio in the last year. That's cool, man. It's cool. Well, you know, we're getting kind of, we're right at 8 o'clock. we got to get Skip. Skip's probably over sitting there. Man, the wings are wearing thin. So it's about time. Let's play one more song and then call it, and then we'll talk about where we can find you and stuff like that. What you got up your sleeve? Well, I did tell you I liked Vince Gill. You were standing at the front door when I came home last night. A good book in the left hand and a roller pin in the right. She said you come home for the last time with the whiskey on your breath. If you don't listen to my preaching boy, I'm gonna have to beat you half to death. Give me just one more last chance before you say we're through. I know I drive you crazy, baby. It's the best that I can do. We're just a good old boys and making noise. I ain't running around on you. Give me just a one more last chance before you say we're through. Well, first you hit my glasses, 
Because she knows that I can't see She said you ain't going nowhere for it Till you spend a little time with me But the boys call from the honky tonks If there's a party going on around here Or well, she might have took my car keys But she forgot about my old John Deere So give me just one more last chance Before you say we're through I know I drive you crazy, baby It's the best that I can do We're just a good old boys And making noise I ain't running around on you Give me just one more last chance Before you say we're through So give me just one more last chance Before you say we're through I know I drive you crazy, baby It's the best that I can do we're just a good old boys I'm making noise, I ain't running around on you Give me just a one more last chance Before you say we're through Give me just a one more last chance Before you say we're through Oh no Yeah, come on, make some noise for Will, man That's awesome, brother Tell us where we can find your music, what you got going on, any shows, any of that kind of stuff. We'll shut her out. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook, William Wallace Music. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, you can find me at White Elephant pretty much every weekend. <laughs> I'll be there sometime <laughs> hanging out. So, yeah, man. It's awesome, dude. Well, cool. Any big, sh any other big shows that you can think of we need to know about? Not, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Uh, well, dude, that's uh, awesome, dude. Thank you, DJ. What you got? Well, uh, uh, where can we find uh, information about your, uh, uh, your studio? Studio. studio? Yeah. Um, I've got a website. It's bunkhouserecordingstudio.com. I, I have been to Bunkhouse and I enjoyed it. it well, you know, we, we've got a couple projects. I'd love to come over and do some yeah, acoustic stuff. I'd love Like it. those acoustic videos are a lot of fun. The, the rawness of them are really awesome, right? Yeah. I need to do one of me in there. So. Yeah. I think you do. That, 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 That's a twofer. Content. Yeah, That's man. That's a twofer. We'll do both of y'all at the same time. Well, and we can make some stuff work, some magic. Make magic. Maybe you can get Texas Lake to spend a little money on it. Well, that would be that would be a smart idea. Right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. We got a couple of them. One yeah. of them didn't release because his head was shiny. Well, uh, I put it out anyway. So <laughs> he was, It was in color and his head was shiny and he felt like he looked bad. I just love that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, <laughs> grow a pair. Anyway, real man, so awesome to see you, brother. Thank y'all for Excited. having me. Excited. We got to...